This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, here's our question for today. Should I fast during Lent? Now, I know Lent has passed this year, but this question is uh, legitimate for some people. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what Lent is, and then I'll give you, I think, a simple answer. And then, um, yeah, we'll go a little deeper. So Lent is a yearly period of fasting, moderation, self-denial. It's uh, traditionally observed by Catholics. Some Protestant denominations um, still celebrate um, Lent. And um, yeah, so it's 40 days long, not counting Sundays, begins on Ash Wednesday, ends on Holy Saturday, which is the day before Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, then basically Easter Sunday is like a big, you know, celebration. celebration. And um, so there are a lot of, we'll say, symbolic metaphorical reasons why Lent is celebrated. Um, largely, it's preparation. Um, yes. It's preparation for Easter. And, and, um, and so the question is, are we required to celebrate Lent? And the answer is very simply, no. Mm-hmm. So Lent is like celebrating Christmas. Um, Christmas is not a mandated holiday in the Bible. Um, the birth of Jesus is very important. And because the church realized it was a very important thing, um, they basically made it a holiday, if right. you will. Um, they created an entire season around it. Now, we in America have made it a much longer <laughs> season. Um, but that being said, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a necessary thing. Right. And um, so Lent, like other traditions, has taken on, I would say, some inappropriate meetings, meanings in some specific contexts. So um, maybe in some of the more Catholic backgrounds, it's become almost sacramental in nature um, as if it makes you closer to God or um, yeah, it so uh, earns you blessings earns from you, God if you do it. Totally. And, and we, it's hard because if you're Catholic and you're listening to this, I understand that what I'm about to tell you um, makes you rethink the entire way that you, you view God. Mm-hmm. And that's why there is a major difference between Catholics and Protestants. Because for, the, for a Catholic, um, you are brought closer to God by faith and works, particularly through sacraments. Mm-hmm. And the sacraments bring you closer to God. And, and your good works accrue merit. And all this stuff comes together um, in, a, in a way that Protestants don't ever think like this. And Protestants, um, we think like this. You were saved not by good works, but by faith, mm-hmm. period. And your good works do not make God like you more, like you less, etc. Um, your good works can affect your relationship with God, but it does sure. not make you lose your salvation or gain your salvation. Um, it's like any kind of relationship. If you know, I'm married to my wife, that doesn't change. Now, I can be nice to her or I can be mean to her, and that changes the dynamic mm-hmm. of our relationship. Um, but our marriage is secure. So for a Catholic, um, just to understand that um, Lent, celebrating Lent, does nothing for you in terms of making God like you or love you more or getting you to heaven faster or quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, Lent is something that we do um, if you want to, and the purpose of it is preparation for Easter. In a sense, it's sympathizing with the sufferings of Christ you're withholding. Now, let's talk about fasting for a moment, okay? Okay. Because Fundamentally, what Lent is, is, is it's a season of fasting. And so um, fasting in some, especially of the more, we'll say, Roman Catholic and maybe even Orthodox circles, um, fasting is another thing that you do to earn merit or good works, etc. And again, that is not 
what the Bible Not teaches ever in any way. Those are doctrines developed by the tradition of the church not by scripture or the apostles or any of the immediate generations after the apostles. Mm-hmm. I want to right. make that clear. And if you are a Roman Catholic, you share the word of God, tradition, and magisterium, and they all affect what is truth for you as a Catholic. But we're, we're Bible teachers here. We're good old Protestants. And we just say <laughs> what's in the Bible um, because tradition is errant. Magisterium or the papal declarations um, are often errant. And so we say, what does the Bible say? That's the foundation. That's the core. And at the end of the day, the Bible um, has nothing to say about Lent whatsoever. And fasting in the Bible is never about um, earning merit, accruing works, or anything of the sorts. So um, some traditions have seen fasting as a a form of self-punishment, punishing yourself for your own sins. That's taken other other also weird variations of self-mutilation and Mm -hmm. self-beating. Your fasting is not a payment for your sin. Your self-deprecation is not filling up what is lacking in the blood of Christ. The Mm -hmm. blood of Christ is fully sufficient to atone or pay for. Every one of your sins, you cannot add or take away from it. It is That's right. fully sufficient. It is not a method of dieting. <laughs> Some people would like to think so. Yeah. I mean, so let me be clear. Fasting is a method of dieting. Biblical fasting is not. Is not. <laughs> okay. That's so correct. if you want to lose weight, fasting could help you, but don't sanctify it and be like, oh, I'm all spiritual. I'm fasting. Okay? Yeah. I'm um, doing a spiritual diet. Yeah. So, so it's called fasting. <laughs> Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So um, here's what fasting is. Uh, It's number one, a substitute. You substitute your time eating with prayer. Right. It's always existing as a substitute. Yes. Number two, it's a declaration. Um, In the same way that my body longs for food, God, I long for you and your intervention. Yes. Without food, I can't don't have the energy I need to survive. And without you, I, I can't get through this. It's, mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a act of declaration of dependence. Yes. It's a metaphor. So it's physical in the sense that it's, it is an act of declaration. I need you, but it also stands as a metaphor. Um, I absolutely need you like I need food. Mm-hmm. Um, as important as food is to my physical functioning, so are you to my spiritual right. functioning. Um, it is individual, meaning... Um, Fasting is not something that you do and then brag about to a bunch of people. Jesus is pretty clear. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is right. doing. Um, so when you are fasting, don't go around and be like, oh, I'm so hungry. Look at me. Oh, I'm fasting right now. You know, like that is sin. In fact, that negates any of the purposes of fasting. That's right. Um, but there are some times when fasting is corporate. Mm-hmm. So there is a huge need that you have and maybe a group of elders or deacons or leaders or a ministry team or the whole church. Yep. There's something that is insurmountable. And so collectively, we all go before the Lord and say, help us. Help we us, need God. you Intervene. like we need food. Right. Yes. And so we substitute our times of eating with intense times of prayer. And um, we do this because we believe there are some things God won't do unless we ask. Yeah. And Jesus said so. Yeah. And God loves persistent mm-hmm. prayer from desperate people. So we um, become desperate in the season of, of fasting. Um, some people fast once a week, um, once a month, a couple times mm-hmm. a year, whatever. Uh, and they do this as designated times just to set aside and say, God, um, even though I know I'm desperate for you, I forget it. So I'm going to put this into the rhythm of my life right. um, so that I 
constantly remind myself that I'm desperate for you. Now, this is a point where maybe a good pastor would look at you and say, here's how I fast. I'm never <laughs> going to tell you how I do or don't fast because then I would fundamentally be breaking the rule That's of right. don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So maybe I do, maybe I don't, you'll never know. Um, but, but the reality is in Protestant circles, fasting is one of those spiritual disciplines that has fallen to the wayside. It yep. is not practiced nearly as much as scripture talks about it. Yeah, it, it's not. And, and Tim, I would love for you just pontificate, ponder. Why um, Why might that be? Because we're gluttons and we love we're, to eat out? We love to eat. <laughs> you know, there's a fast food restaurant on every corner. Speak for yourself. You know? <laughs> so, you know, we don't like to deny ourselves yep. the pleasures that, the li- that this good life has to offer. Yep. And so we really say, God, I can... I can get you to intervene through prayer. I can get you to intervene in my life through Bible reading, or I can get you to intervene in my life by just talking to you uh, through uh, different circumstances and situations. But God, don't ask me to do this fasting yep. thing. I, I don't want to deny myself of you know good food. You know you're op- opulently rich <laughs> when <laughs> I'm going to fast from Starbucks for 40 mm. days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not trying to like speak down to that. I'm just saying the the spirit of fasting is one of desperation, yes. not of I'm going to live in moderation to like make myself feel more spiritual. And it's a good spiritual discipline to have to deny yourself some of the better pleasures or the nicer things of this life. But biblical fasting is abstaining for food and then spending that time in prayer and in Correct. You know, earnestly desiring to meet with God. Yeah. My my concern with modern day conceptions of Lent is that they are have nothing to do with desperation and they have more to do with it's Lent. It's what yeah, we it's do. Lent. And, and 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 we I've heard so many obscure and weird excuses for fasting. I'm going to fast from my favorite TV show. I'm going to fast month. from having sex with my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, that's what like, I've really, heard. That's, like, that's not fasting. <laughs> that's not biblical fasting. Yeah, right. That might be self-denial, yeah. but that's not biblical fasting. Fasting at its core is depriving yourself of something essential. Yes. That's what fasting essential. is. And Starbucks is not essential. And again, no. I'm not trying. So good intentioned people. They want to make God happy. And this is all they know because in our culture, Lent has become so trite and trivial mm-hmm. that it's become about, I'm um, going to give up whatever, you know, like uh, Starbucks or coffee or chocolate or something. And again, I'm not trying to make people feel like they're bad for that or they're dumb. I'm just saying that we have, we have gotten so biblically illiterate in right. terms of what fasting is that that is like now normal mm-hmm. uh, and that is seen as spiritual. Well, let's let's just get down to the core. If you really want to get God's attention and you're really desperate for him, the biblical model is substitute something essential. That's why uh, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and it was huge and it was a big deal, and he deprived himself of everything that is essential. Mm -hmm. So, Tim, uh, let's talk about the Daniel fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that a fast? Well, I I was in a church one time, and the whole church went on a Daniel fast. And I was kind of, you know, just bold enough to say, um, you you do realize that in Scripture, it's not called a Daniel fast. It's called a Daniel diet. It is a diet plan. It's not a fast because you are still giving your body substantial food, Mm -hmm. just a different kind. I did that, but not as a fast. No. I wanted to lose weight. Let's be straight. Yeah. And it's a great plan for that. It is. That's a good. I mean, my body worked really well with that. But um, Dan, uh, that is not spiritual, you know. No. And just because it's an ex- 
it's an example in the Bible doesn't mean it's a spiritual thing per se. You know, Daniel did that for certain reasons and, and it helped me. And then I gained it all back. So here we go. (laughs) Start over. Um, well, uh, I I hope this was helpful for our audience because there's a lot of misunderstanding around this, this whole idea of fasting. I've often wondered why do we call it fast? I'm sure etymologically there's like a core root word that helps us know fast, but like, it's not quick. (laughs) It actually feels really (laughs) slow and miserable. So anyways, I hope that was helpful for our listeners and uh, appreciate the question. And I also want to encourage if you come from a Roman Catholic background, um, uh, Tim and I happen to have much experience with that. I grew up Roman Mm -hmm. Catholic. So I want to invite you, bring all those questions to the table, happy to answer them. And um, even though we're not Catholic, we will open up the Bible with you and try to be as gentle and encouraging as humanly possible. Thanks for joining us today, listeners. Please do us three favors. Go to our church website, vcob.org, and click on that link that says Q&A Podcasts and submit your question. Second, share this with a friend or a family member or a foe. And then third, be sure to go to the iTunes store and rate and review this. Join us next time when we answer the question, should I as a Christian be involved in deliverance ministries? Mm